sleep is disturbed, we explain the reason why this is considered the uh, essence of the miracle of Purim is because the king doesn't refer to the uh, king of the world, the king of Hashemesh, rather refers to the king of the world, refers to Hashem. And the reason why we can describe Hashem as being sleeping is because the Jewish people were in a state of sleep, and the Torah says Hashem is your shadow, and therefore Hashem also is, so to speak, in a state of sleep, and instead of Rosh um, we're asleep, so there's a, com- there's a connection of opposites, um, things which are opposite and have no connection to each other, and things which aren't true appear to be true, so too, in uh, Hashem is, so to speak, in a state of sleep, there's abundance that's being sent to the world, but it's not being sent to to the one who Hashem has chosen from all nations, but it's being sent to their, to their oppressors. And the miracle of Purim is that the Jewish people awaken from their sleep, and thus the king of the world also awakens from his sleep. And we explain that being awoke from sleep spiritually means that we have total devotion to Hashem, Mesiris Nefesh. And as a result of us opening up, uh, in Song of Songs, it says that our beloved stands at the door and knocks. It says, open up for me my sister, my bride, my dove, my complete one. So as a result of us opening up, so Hashem opens up as well. And not only does Hashem open up and respond to us, but Hashem allows our little opening that we make to open up farther and farther. So the words of the, of the Talmud are, open up for me like the eye of a needle, and I'll open up for you like the opening of the huge entrance of the of the Heichol, like the Ula. So we open up with our mysterious nefesh, with our devotion to Hashem, and then Hashem allows that opening to also envelop all different parts of our character and beyond, and that's represented by the following words in Song of Songs, open up for me, my sister. We explain sister means uh, to connect, the Jew connects his material life with Hashem, he feels everything that's going on in his life is godly. Then there is my bride, my one who sustains me and nourishes me. We explain what that means, that just like when a person is nourished, there is a connection between um, body and soul. When you eat, there's a connection between body and soul. So spiritually, a Jew is able to connect and bring down the infinite light of Hashem to the physical world by going beyond himself, not just by loving Hashem like a brother and sister with a natural love, but by loving Hashem uh, without any limitations, that brings down the infinite light of Hashem, especially through the study of Torah, which Torah is called the bread of Hashem, and brings it to the physical world. Now when it's above, that continues to explain the idea of my dove. These two kinds of service of Hashem, of my sister and my bride, they're connected with the spiritual cosmos. Whether we're talking about the spiritual cosmos itself, like in the like in the relationship of a sister, where again the sister is about connecting your physical life with godliness, realizing the physical life that you have is godly. So it's all about the physical world. It's all about what's called, all about the physical reality, realizing what it truly is. Or in the relationship of my bride, the one who sustains me, it's about bringing the infinite light of Hashem into into the uh, physical reality into the physical world. And then there is a higher level of serving Hashem, where the Jewish sheep are called my dove, just like doves look at each other. Previous Shabbat says elsewhere that there's different ways of expressing love. There's love that is expressed by words. There's love that's expressed by calling the person's name. 
And love is expressed by looking in the person's eyes. You look in their eyes, it's also expression of, of love. It's the highest expression of love. So doves, they look at each other in a way that, they, that there is pleasure. They have pleasure from each other. Just like looking at each other. Not just pleasure from each other, but the pleasure of the etzim There's There is the very essence of pleasure in their gazing at each other. The idea of histaklos, histaklos, to gaze, is the deepest kind of um, deepest kind of um, of reality uh, that a person can experience. Histaklos means to delve into something so deeply that it comes to you, so it becomes very vivid to you. That's the idea of gazing spiritually. Whether it's, we're talking about looking with your physical eyes or looking with your mind's eye. Um, or looking beyond just the regular mind's eye with the highest level of vision called Chachma, um, looking at the glory of the king. That's the idea of being Hashem's dove. That, um, that the Jew looks at Hashem's glory and he appreciates the glory of Hashem and it causes him to have a great, his deepest uh, delight is in godliness by looking and seeing the glory of Hashem. And as a result of him looking at the glory of Hashem, so there's a response also that, as the Torah says, the eyes of Hashem are to the righteous, and this is something which is completely beyond the spiritual cosmos. This is not, this is not about bringing godliness into the physical world. It's not about um, understanding what the physical world is about. This is the essence of, of a Jew's pleasure in his bonding with Hashem. Uh, that's the idea of the dove. And through this, we reach the, the higher level, which is called the last, this title, the Jewish people, in this, in this sentence. We are called my complete one. That means that the Jewish people serve Hashem in a way that they become partners of Hashem in creation. That's the, so to speak, a need for the Jewish people are doing. As the Torah says, Hashem desires, oh, Shalom Aleichem. Hashem desires your actions. That means by a Jew serving Hashem with with his total devotion, total devotion, serious nefesh, in a way that that permeates him, in a way that it, it affects his whole being, that he serves Hashem like a sister, which means he serves Hashem with his natural soul power. And then he reaches a higher level and becomes a bride with Hashem, which is through Torah. Or, as we said, by, connect, by serving Hashem with all your might beyond limitation. Until he reaches the service of Hashem called Ma'idav, which is the look gazing at Hashem in a very deep way, gazing at Hashem's glory in a very deep and, and uh, intimate way. Through this, you're able to reach the highest level, which is called My Complete One. That a, a Jew causes Hashem's desire to have a home in the lowest realm to be fulfilled. And this highest of levels that a Jew is uh, satisfying Hashem's desire, and Hashem desires what He's doing, and he's, He is fulfilling what Hashem wants, this is connected with the very first step of opening up to, to Hashem like the eye of a needle. But although He's at the lowest of levels, He hasn't yet opened up at all. He hasn't yet become a sister. He hasn't yet opened up His love for Hashem, uh, even at the most base level, the natural love that a Jew is born with. But by opening up to that first step, that connects him with the highest of levels, the level of my complete one. Because the highest and the lowest are connected to each other. So that initial movement to open up to Hashem, that brings him to reach the highest of levels to be the one that satisfies Hashem's desire and creation. And that's, and that's the meaning 
of what is known in Chassidus, that Hashem's ultimate desire is in action, in this physical world, in this world which is called the world of action, that specifically here, in this world, is where we, we subjugate evil, we transform evil to good, that's where we make a home for Hashem. So, in that everyone said this, he said that the highest level of davening is connected to putting on your gartel. You know, you haven't started to daven yet, you're just putting on your gartel, making the first step. And that first step of just like getting dressed to daven, that, that's connected to the highest of levels. Also, moda'ani. Moda'ani, you're not even in the mood of anything yet, just open your eyes. And yet that's connected to the highest level of Shemanasri. Similarly, similarly as every single over here, the highest of levels is where you're the one who Hashem is, so to speak, counting on. That you are interested in, in it's not about you, it's about what Hashem wants. And you're trying to satisfy Hashem's desire, that, that highest of level is connected with that first step of opening up to Hashem. And that's the meaning of the, the next part of the sentence, next verse. The, remember, the beloved's outside, knocking on the door, and she is saying, I can't open up. Um, and before she says, I can't open up, he asks why it deserves to be opened, why she should open up. Um, she sa- he, he says, Hashem says, admit me, my head is filled with dew. And the uh, article translation reads, with dew-like memories of Abraham, spurn me, and I bear collections of punishing rains and exile nights. So, open up for me, there's dew, there's rain, I'm getting wet. So, what's the idea of dew and rain? Rain is formed by vapor ascending from the earth. Rain is something that is achieved by the Jewish people doing something. Just like the clouds are formed from vapor that ascends ascends from the earth, so too, rain is something that comes because of what we deserve. As the Torah says, if you will keep my mitzvahs, I'll give you rain. So rain is something that Hashem responds to us with as a result of our service of Hashem. But dew is never held back. The, the, whatever we're doing, Hashem still sends dew. That means that dew comes from Hashem's love for us, not because of our efforts, because of what we've done. Rather, dew comes from Hashem's essence. And that's why the verse con- con- concludes and says, my head is full of dew, that why does Hashem... Why does Hashem give us this highest of levels for the level of my complete one? And to the lowest of levels, why does Hashem let us open up? It's because of the do, because Hashem, Hashem wants, he wants us. That's why Hashem opens up and lets us reach, reach all these levels. Another point that this verse is saying is that after a Jew has served Hashem in, as a sister, as a bride, as a dove, and as a complete one, then not only does he reach what he can, not only does that cause an impact on, on high commensurate to what he's done, but also Hashem gives him the do. Hashem reaches, gives him something which is far beyond what he could reach. So, it, it, it's general. He has done whatever he could do, and then Hashem gives him something more. Hashem gives him the level of do. So, so there's two, sen- two sentiments being said over here. One is that, that Hashem is the one who lets us open up um, he, because of his do, because of his love for us. That's one thing that, that the do is conveying, that this is possible because of, because of Hashem's assistance. Hashem's letting us, our initial step to him, Hashem is giving us so much more because he loves us. 
And the second thing the, sen- the sentence is saying about Hashem having do is that after you've done whatever you've done, and, you, and therefore Hashem responds with whatever your response, based upon what you've done, then Hashem gives you something more. Hashem gives you the, um, the do. It gives him something far beyond. The top of 416. And this is the meaning of the sentence. Open up for me like the eye of a needle. And then Hashem says, I will open up for you like the entrance of the ulam. The ulam had no doors. There were no doors to the entrance of the Hechel with which they could open, be open or closed. It was always open. This means that this is talking about We're talking about a place that a person cannot possibly reach. It's not something that we could reach, however, but to get to that opening, which is always opened, you have to pass all the doors before. After you've, you've served Hashem as a sister, a bride, a dove, and a complete one, then you can receive from Hashem all the things that are in the Ulam, without any interruption, without anything holding you back. Because there's no door that closes that, 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 uh, closes that entrance. So that's the response that Hashem has to us opening up. That Hashem lets us reach the ulam, a place where there are no doors, a place where there, there is nothing that uh, we could possibly reach with our efforts. It's, a, it's something which is far beyond us, and yet as a result of, of opening up to Hashem, and Hashem uh, lets us open up to Him, Hashem helps us to, uh, come, to become a sister and to become a bride, Hashem helps us reach all these levels as a result of our initial step towards Him, and then after we've gone through all those doors, uh, then Hashem gives us something far beyond. Okay, so this is all what Hashem is asking us to do. Hashem says, this is what I want you to do. What do we respond when Hashem asks us to do this? Oishches. This is all what Hashem asks us to do. He says, open up for me. Like a sister, like a bride, like a dove. What do we say? So what do the Jewish people respond? Because I'm asleep in exile. I've taken off my clothing. How can I put it back on? The Medish explains that the garment that she is referring to is the garments of kahuna and the garments of sovereignty, which means mitzvahs. Through a mitzvah, a Jew gets a garment for his soul. And so she says, the Jew says to Hashem, what do you want from me? I am not doing mitzvahs anymore. Because of the exile. Because of the exile, both the exile in the simple sense, and especially because of the exile of the soul in the strange God that's inside you, because of the exile of the body and the animal soul, so a Jew is in a state of sleep. That means he doesn't have seeing. He doesn't lift his eyes, as the Torah says, to see how Hashem creates the world. He doesn't have hearing. He doesn't hear how Hashem is our God, Hashem is one. He also is missing in all of his other soul powers that he should have used and they should have been active. He's not. So much so that a Jew says, I've taken off my clothing. 
I don't have the garments of Kuna and garments of Malchus. I haven't, I'm not, I'm not even doing mitzvahs. And the Jew says further, not only have I divested myself from mitzvahs, but for how could I put it back on? Since I have gotten used to not doing this, I'm not used to doing this anymore, I'm not used to doing mitzvahs anymore. I don't know how to get back on. I don't know how to start. Start. You ask me to go to their mitzvahs. I don't know how to start because I, I, I've, 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 I've gotten used to not doing that. Rebbe said next part of the mimer uh, was crying a lot. I washed my feet. How could I dirty them? So here it sounds like we're talking about the woman inside, but. In Song of Songs, it goes back and forth. And here, it's, the Rebbe explains that this refers to actually Hashem says this. I've washed my feet, and how could I dirty them? What is Hashem saying? It says, I've seen Hashem, He's sitting on His throne, and all the hosts of heaven are there, on His right and on His left. That means in heaven there are angels which are on the right, which defend us. And angels which are on the left, angels which accuse us. Next page. So when there is the announcement in heaven, the Jewish people are saying, I've taken off my clothing. I've stopped doing mitzvahs. I don't know how to start again, because I've gotten used to this. Then the attribute of justice comes before Hashem and says, I've washed my feet. How could I dirty them? What does that mean? The world is called Hashem's footstool. What is which place in the world is called Hashem's footstool? It's the Beis Hamikdash. About the Beis Hamikdash, Hashem says about the Beis Hamikdash, make this for me, and I will dwell there. But when we're in exile, and Hashem is so to speak in in asleep in exile, or the Jewish people are asleep in exile also. And the Eibishter, so to speak, it looks like he has gone away, gone higher and higher to, to heaven. So it looks like he's uninterested in what's going on. So the attribute of justice says, There's nothing you, you need that you have interest in the world. There's nothing that the world is doing that you should be interested in. Because the world isn't interested in you. They're, they have stopped doing misses and they're not interested in doing misses. They can't, and and they're, they're, they've gotten to this habit. Therefore, how can you get your foot dirty again? Which means, How can you bring the Shekhinah back to the base of Mikdash? How can you make this happen again after the Jewish people have totally lost interest in you? Even when King Solomon, who was a 15th generation from Meshach Rabbeinu, and his 15th generation from Meshach Rabbeinu, also represents the 15th day of the month when the moon is full, which means that in the time of Shomer Melech, there was the highest level of the Jewish people and the revelation of Hashem. And yet, even in his time, it was a wonder. How is it possible that at the Shekhinah, the Divine Presence could be revealed in the physical world? Much more so, is this true now? The Jewish people are saying they're asleep and they've, and they've, they've disrobed from the mitzvahs how is it possible that I should? How is it possible that you're going to go and try to dirty your foot? And to me, it sounds like the English vernacular 
get, 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 how are you going to get dirty in uh, and get involved with with the world when 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 uh, they're not interested in you? That's what, that's what the attribute of justice says, Hashem. Why in the world would you try to dirty your foot? How are you going to possibly bring your shkina back here? Just forget about them and don't give them anything. They're 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 they're, they're they, they don't deserve it. They're, they're, not, they're not interested in you. What does Hashem respond? As the Torah says, My beloved sends his hand from the hole. This beloved, concerning whom? The one who is knocking on the door. He's knocking on the door because of his love that comes from his essence. Hashem says, I love you. So despite the fact that there are those angels on the right and angels on the left, nevertheless, because of his great love, he sends his hand through the hole. That means he doesn't wait till we open up, but he himself makes the hole. As the Talmud says about the prayers of Menashe and Chizkiah, that the angels refused to let his prayers ascend to the throne of glory because he didn't deserve Hashem to listen to him. But Hashem, the Gemara says over there that Hashem dug under his throne of glory. That means that under the throne of glory is a place where there's no access to the angels on the right and the angels on the left. As the Torah says, that underneath there is the Yisraelim, that specifically under the throne of glory, there's something which is beyond all of the spiritual cosmos. And the, the idea of this hole is making a hole in the separation between, the separation of iron between the Jewish people and their father in heaven. That so that Hashem's inspiration to them can reach them. So that Hashem is knocking on the door, they can hear it. And more, Hashem is not satisfied with just making a hole under His throne of glory, but He also puts His hand through the hole, which means that Hashem assists the person, even someone who is in a state that he is disrobed from termitzis, and he doesn't know how he's possibly going to go back and do mitzvahs again. Nevertheless, my beloved sends His hand from the hole. And what is this caused by as it says in Song of Songs, in the heart of the woman who is inside, when she sees the how she puts his hand through the through the through the door, through the hole, so it says, Homu may I love, may I homo love. It says my inner stir for him. That means the Jew is 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 uh, as I will say in a moment, he can't he cannot respond. It 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 it, it stirs him. Why is the Torah use the word innards? So Gemara Nuchun says that the innards the intestines begin from the heart. And from the heart, there's the lower, there's the lower intestines. That means that Hashem's assistance in a way that is coming from Him. Next page. Um, and Hashem's assistance extends even to somebody who cries and admits and he says, I've taken off my garments. Even, so Hashem's assistance to this person, Hashem reaching out to this person, causes that this person, his inner stir for Hashem. The web, you understand it or not. Next, next line in 418. Whether you understand it or not. This causes inspiration in his heart, which is the beginning of his intestines. And this affects his lower intestines. What's it, the function of the lower intestines? The function of the lower intestines is to separate the parts of the food that are meant for the body and to expel the parts that don't belong in the body. So in Tzu, the Jew's inspiration, by seeing Hashem's system, um, that causes the Jew to expel from his body, from his life, things that don't belong there, and, uh, and, and to bring into his life the things that do. And all this, um, 
and all this is because he sees how, his, how Hashem loves him and assists him and sends his hand through the hole, despite the fact that he, that he is already totally not interested, totally, not, not, totally um, disenfranchised. And this is the meaning of the verse, I am asleep and my heart is awake, that although I am asleep in exile, nevertheless, the Torah says, no, Jew is pushed aside from Hashem. My heart is awake. Why am, is my heart awake? Because Hashem is awake. And Hashem has called my heart, as the Torah says, my rock, the rock of my, what is my heart? What is the rock of my heart? And what is my portion in the world? It's Hashem. That in all places, in all times, Hashem does not listen to the attribute of justice. Instead of listening to the attribute of justice, He sends His hand from the whole, and that permeates the entire being of the Jew so that his innards stir for Hashem, and he can't find any rest in himself to do anything else, and he completely transforms from one extreme to another. Not only does he have a sense of total of mysterious nefesh, but it also affects every part of him as he be- and he becomes my sister, my bride, my dove, my complete one. So, in other words, by seeing how Hashem reaches out to him, he can't he can't ignore that. It, it just touches him so deeply. There's no there's no way to turn. And that's the meaning of the verse, and that night the king of sleep was disturbed. This was the main miracle, that although the Jewish people were in a state of sleep, nevertheless, the king's sleep was disturbed anyways. That means, because the Jewish people were in a state of sacrifice for an entire year, as the Megillah says, that's why they're called Yehudim. Because what's the meaning of Yehudim? The Gemara says someone who denies idolatry, that's considered acknowledging the whole Torah, that's a Yehudi. So because they had this absolute mysterious nefesh, this caused the power of the miracle that the king of the world sleep is disturbed. And this also affected the king of Ahasuerus to sleep be disturbed. And that's why Ahasuerus asked to see the royal chronicles. What is, what's the meaning of the royal chronicles? That means that the inspiration of Hashem goes down to time and space. That just like the Jewish people weren't satisfied with their devotion to Hashem, that stems from the essence of their soul. But they let that inspiration touch their thoughts and feelings and all be part of themselves so too, Hashem also doesn't just love us, but also that love is revealed in a way that gives the Jewish people blessing in their health and in their parnasa, and in a way that's felt in this physical world, that we are able to see the guardian of Israel does not sleep or slumber, and he's blessing the Jewish people with health and parnasa and, uh, and, and nachas. And that's the meaning of the power, that the power of the miracle is the king sleep being disturbed, that the king's sleep being disturbed also affected the king of, in this world, Achashverosh's sleep to be disturbed. And this caused the Jewish people to have light and joy, gladness and honor, not only as the Talmud says, the, in, the homiletical interpretation of this, that light means joy and, um, and yontiv and tefillin, but also in a simple sense. And these days are remembered and they happen again. And the Rizalk says, the, those words, that these days are remembered and they happen again, that when a Jew remembers the, the, what happened on Purim, he remembers it with his seders. He remembers it with an inspiration. That causes all the divine flow that happened then to descend to the world again. That by this inspiration, especially in these days, in the days of Purim, this causes that all those things should again descend upon the world, both in the homiletical sense and the simple sense that the Jewish people should have light and joy and gladness and honor. <laughs> Hashem doesn't wait for us. Hashem reaches out to us, and we see Hashem reaches out to us and assists us. That that causes us to, uh, to let go and to uh, and to we, we have no and to have no place for ourselves other than to respond. And Hashem sees us respond. That 
He responds, and blesses us with light and a glass of honor, and all, and all good things. Amen.